episode 87 of Rapid Reviews Radio. I am your host, I am your co-host, Callie Wild, and I am joined by my two favorite people in the whole wide world, Pete Beckett Yo. and Kieran, our newest addition. Hola, Kito. <laughs> going to be every week it's going to be a whole new thing isn't it? well that's your time to shine it's the time to show your little bit of personality that you don't show otherwise i mean i was more sure of my spanish but <laughs> your spanish personality fair enough goes with the flamenco dancing but it does we have a really good show lined up today um well this week i guess um we have decided to do a news roundup. We do these about one to two times a month, depending on the length of the month. Uh, and it gives us a chance to just kind of catch up on the news stories that are out there, the video games, video games, uh, news stories, and um, bring them to you, our lovely, lovely, beautiful listeners who are listening to us on the podcast, but also live here on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash rapid reviews. Come join us. We have literally the best chat on the planet. I love them, and they're all my BFFs forever. Um, the so, one's roasting me about wrong tweets, but carry on. Yes, and if you've also been out there in uh, social media land, you'll see that Pete put out a tweet with episode 86 instead of 87 and the only reason we're dragging him is because he never makes mistakes that is a, <laughs> that is a horrific blunder that we are deeply sorry for yeah I'm I'm appalled at myself for making that blunder but like I said uh, previously not my job yes but he will be releasing an apology video on YouTube later in the week <laughs> I already did I'm just going to take the clip from Twitch and just post it and that's it <laughs> But uh, the vibe here is great. We're having a great day. But we are going to launch into um, today's show. And I'm there's gonna, a lot to cover. There's a lot Ooh. to cover. And I'm going to pull up the document. Because there Why it is. you do that already? I, but I do have it up. But I have a million tabs open. Um, so, Who's but, prepared now? I'm always prepared. I'm a Boy Scout. So... Uh, we're going to launch straight into today's episode. Uh, Kieran is going to take over a little bit here. Kieran well, won. yeah. Uh, Kieran has taken the responsibility for this week, meaning that I've had a, technically a week off. Yes. Uh, Kieran Thank you. I appreciate it. News I have, editing. Yes, I have indeed collated some news stories for this week that uh, I found interesting, that we found interesting, with... Um, a few big ones in there that we'll get to near the end, which we'll discuss yes. in more depth. But first, we've got some smaller ones. Um, Kayla, I don't know if you've got anything else to say, or if you want me to just <laughs> well, go you ahead. Kinda took it, you kind of took it and ran, which I'm okay with, but yeah, okay. why don't you yeah, take, uh, let us yeah, know. Take, take the balls by the horn and do your thing. Yeah. Crack so, on. yeah, so first thing we'll be discussing is we've got a couple of game announcements this week that um, we spotted. Um, first being a new Company of Heroes game. Um, which RTS fans might have been happy to see that it was announced this week. Um, Sega and developer Relic Entertainment unveiled the latest entry in the series, Company Heroes 3, which is due to release on PC in 2022. This will be the first time we've seen a new game in the acclaimed World War II RTS series since 2013, which is set to take place in the Mediterranean Theatre of War, with a focus on Axis-occupied Italy and North Africa. Now, I... Um, I like my strategy games. I can't right. say... 
I'm uh, too big on RTSs. I'm starting to get into them, um, playing games like Total War now on my PC. Um, but yeah, I've heard this one especially is well known, um, it is well liked. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure a lot of fans of that series will be very happy. I was going to say the, um, the 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 general vibe seems to be very like people were expecting this and hoping for it, um, which is always good. That's always good for a fan base. Um, but uh, I found it interesting, uh, just it's just randomness, that uh, they've gone with um, the Mediterranean theater of war, as opposed to the Pacific. Um, <laughs> but uh, because. I don't know. Again, we brought this up before. It seems to be that a lot of the uh, enemies now in games are going to be your World War II Axis powers, and um, this flows perfectly in line with that. Um, so I don't know. I think I think it's good. I think they're going to deliver to the fans exactly what the fans wanted. And um, for those of you that are interested in it, you can sign up to try out the Alpha, which is out right now, or will be out very soon. Um, They're they're putting a lot of emphasis on community feedback from that and helping make the final product. So if you'll be part of that process, make sure to go over and check out how to find out and join the uh, Alpha for Company of Heroes 3. Excellent! Is it it just me or is RTS Games having a massive resurgence recently? I mean, RTSs are um, popular anyway, I feel. Yeah, they're always around, always. I mean, um, again, oh I, th- yeah, I think... Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about all those classic series that are, like, were synonymous with, like, 90s RTS games. They're now starting to make a comeback, like, Command and Conquer, and yeah, I was about to see, Age yeah. of Empires, all that sort of thing. It's just, it just oh, feels yeah, like, yeah. like we're, going back, yeah. we're going back to the 90s or the early 2000s, where it was, like, the heyday, let's call yeah, it. Yeah, but... Again, as we've mentioned before, we are on a uh, nostalgia timeline, so... Oh, of course. Mm. It works perfectly. Maybe Time's discuss that perfectly. later on, with a certain yes. thing, though. Not spoil that right oh, now. yes, that's right. Yeah, oh, I'm not going to yeah, spoil possibly. that right now, yeah. Nope. Um, Moving on, then. So, um, on. the next big one that, I, I mean, I mean, I definitely felt was worth a mention was Nickelodeon All-Star <laughs> Brawl. Yeah. Which killed the internet for a bit. Which is, uh, yeah, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is, to summarise, basically it is Smash Bros with all of your favourite Nickelodeon characters, with the trailer showing off the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Spongebob, Patrick and Sandy. Right. Um, Two of the Ninja Turtles, not all four. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Thank you, Pete, for correcting me. And we got um, other characters such as Nigel Thornberry and Danny Phantom. The mean Danny monster Phantom. himself. So, yeah, um... Uh, it's something I'm... I never thought I wanted, <laughs> and now it sounds it sounds like a whole lot of fun. I am very excited for this, but that's because I am a Nintendo not Nintendo. I'm a Nickelodeon fangirl as opposed to a Nintendo fangirl. Um, all my favorites are on Nickelodeon, so. I'm really looking forward to this. But Pete, what about you as an actual Nintendo Smash Brothers? What are you what are your thoughts and feels on this? Is it gonna be is it gonna be a Smash killer? No. <laughs> is it gonna be a Smash hit, Pete? <laughs> it will it probably will be a Smash hit because it's got some classic characters in there. Uh, if they don't include Rock O, I riot. Oh 
I love to yeah. see Rocco. Yeah, exactly. You know, he picked. Yeah, you know, his final smash has to be he picks up the phone and there's some sex workers. So, uh, I know there's, there, there's also know. talk that um, uh, Avatar Legend Divine characters are going to be in there as well. Oh, that would be really good. About that. That'd that'd be would, really good. That would, it would make sense. The thing that um, I'm more excited about is the uh, is the netcode, apparently. Right. Uh, apparently it's supposed to have a very, very good rollback netcode. Which is something that we don't get in Smash Live yep. games. I really, I, I'll be honest, I hope this plays more like Smash than it does Brawlhalla, because I didn't particularly get along with Brawlhalla that much. Yeah, I couldn't really get into it. Yeah. Everyone on well, it was like, either terrible or too good. I like I like the combat in Brawlhalla. It's mm-hmm. just, it's, it plays very, like, for a game that was a Smash clone, we'll call it, it was very different from being a Smash clone. And they shouldn't have yeah. advertised it as one. They should have advertised it as its own thing, but they were clearly trying to copy off of that. This looks interesting, though. I'm, um, I'm way, I'm way into it. I'm very excited. Yeah. I yeah. think Powdered Toast Man is going to be my main. <laughs> Powdered sure. Toast Man. I mean, I mean, if they don't bring out the iCarly DLC pack later in the game's life cycle, we will riot. That would be cool. Oh I mean, my gosh, I, I think, I think Rugrats are going to be just in just oh, they? But they can't. They can't do but, Drake and Josh. No, the thing is, for me, why not, Kayla? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if we should mention that here, but then... Let's not. Let's yeah. not. Yeah. No, for me, I'm concerned why they've included Ren and Stimpy. Why? That's where Ren and Stimpy originated, then got went over to MTV, but Nickelodeon owned MTV at the time. What, considering the absolute scumbag that the creator is? I love yeah. Ren and Stimpy. I don't I'm care. Separating the, com- the art no. from the artist. Yeah, you can do that, but I'm surprised Nickelodeon wanted that. That's what I mean. Nickelodeon's full of some questionable I, I, things. Yeah, I'm. I'm aware. We won't talk about. But what's, I have what's to separate. Dan Schneider, is it? No. Uh. Well, Schneider. Yeah, that's one of them. And then um, I forgot the but other guy. But well about, yeah, we're anyway. way, yeah, that's a different yeah. topic. Yeah. For a different um, thing. Nickelodeon All Star Brawl is a fun <laughs> little trip. <laughs> Don't name me Lane. Connie, um, you see how he keeps us on track. Um, hey, somebody's a grown up. I don't, I don't catch yes. if there's a release date yet. It probably is. I don't know. Um, uh, fall 2021. There we go then. Okay. Um, so, as well, guys, if you want some engagement, those of you in chat right now and those listening, let us know what characters you'd love yeah. to see come to it as so, well. By the way, yeah. con- consoles that were confirmed for this were Xbox One, Series X, Series S, PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC. Oh, it's going to be fun. And Stadia, I think. But did they say crossplay? I don't think they did. Oh, it would be wonderful if they it, could it do would, it. I really hope they do, because yeah. that would be cool, but it might Fair. be quite difficult to implement, especially if they've got rollback on it. Um, I do want to say before we move on to the 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 last of wait, let me pull my well the the, the new stories on. themselves. Yeah, because the last one's going to be wait. Yeah. Uh, Someone can't read a document. Shut up! I can't <laughs> read. Uh, I never learned to read. Oh, it's page. But uh, I just wanted to say that uh, chat is asking us to add something, so we'll add it right at the end of the. Uh, the smaller news stories uh, because chat gets what they want because they provide well, us with means well of course, of course. <laughs> yes, well, we might as well talk about it now because it is just, okay you know, we mean, have got a lot of stories to cover today yeah well I just wanted to call attention to it that uh, yeah. 
as uh, Brent, our our resident Warframe champion. Haha. <laughs> bearing in mind, game of the decade. Yes. Winner Warframe as as given by Rapid Reviews Radio, not myself. Um, yeah, yeah. But it was it was it was. <laughs> that was so much that <laughs> That's so fast. That was the point. That was the point. <laughs> that is a disclaimer. Uh, <sighs> but Brent put forth such a good argument. It had to be done. Um, yeah. So, uh, right now you can get Unreal Tournament crossover weapons. Holy crap, what? That it actually is awesome. And Warframe this week. Yes. And that's wow. Game of the Generation. Yes. And, and uh, on top of Warframe as well, I think that's what pretty much mentioned that. There was a stream last night where they revealed, I believe, the next expansion yeah. for the game. Yes. Uh, yes. As well as the fact that crossplay is coming. It wasn't uh, just the fact that it was that. It's it was amazing. the fact that it was all being played live as they yeah. were doing it, which is yeah. quite astonishing. I have mm-hmm. to say this. Warframe has consistently had um, reliable, that's what I mean, reliable releases uh, that mm. you don't run into a lot of the things that you run into with other online uh, platform, you know, uh, other games. <laughs> Sorry. Good, I had a cough good example right there. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of lag time, and then they were confident enough to go live with a cross-play against all mm. consoles. That's, that's big. That is it's big. It's awesome. They are consistent, and I do love that. But yeah, I do, yeah, I do I wonder do. how much they had to pay um, PlayStation to get it on there, but anyway, that's far, a, that's far a, that's a much probably. <laughs> different, different that's another fish. topic! Yeah, different that's another topic. topic. We'll come back to that one. <laughs> <laughs> right, but, but yes, moving yeah, on, w- moving forward. Look, we, inc- we included Warframe, so no need to riot, Brent. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, but now yeah. actually to um, the news stories that we, uh, we curated for last week's episode. Um, the first yep. is um, the BBC made an article about Red Dead Redemption 2. So our first story is that researchers from the University of Exeter found that players in Red Dead Redemption 2 learned how to identify real wildlife and even predict certain animal behaviours just by playing the game. Uh, first reported by BBC, the article states that the researchers challenged more than 500 players to correctly identify real animals by looking at the photograph. The study concluded that those who played the game were better at identifying wildlife compared to those who didn't, stating, on average, players were able to identify 10 or 15 animals in a quiz, three more than non-players. While that may sound impressive on its own, some players were also able to go a step further and demonstrate a greater knowledge of animal behaviour and ecology. This was characterised by one individual in the study who claims that Red Dead Redemption 2 taught, taught them how to tell um, when a ram was about to charge, something they say also came in handy in their real life. I think the quote they used was something like, uh, no joke, uh, save me from breaking a leg, or something like that they said to the person. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, the article goes on further to discuss the idea that games are becoming more and more immersive, and how developers are using new technology to create virtual spaces where players can not only have fun, but learn at the same time, without even knowing it. So yeah. I thought this story was really interesting just because, again, it brings back the topic of games being useful and not mm-hmm. uh, a detriment to youth and no. all that, you know? Um, but, you know, what's your guys' thoughts on this? It's a tool for education or education tool. Um, yeah, I am ex- so on board with this. Me too. It's kind of what I was listening to yesterday when I was, um, I was watching a video with... I don't know if you've seen this, Kieran. It might be a little bit before your time. Kylie, you might not have seen this over in America. 
but it was called Fun Candy, which is a documentary by a guy named Ian Lee. Um, but he actually got to talk to Alexei Pajanov, the, the creator of Tetris, and mm, that was one I, of the things he was I saying is about pattern recognition and all that sort of thing was a very, very good tool for that. And then this is essentially basically the same thing that what we saw there. But, yeah. you know, graphically a lot more sound. Well, um, I like what, what uh, uh, Brent said here in chat. I, post, I passed a pop quiz in history class because I played COD the night before. That's oh my the God. thing. <laughs> nice. That's the thing, like, especially with history. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. Assassin's uh, Creed and, uh, and uh, what? I was staying away from Deadbeat Pug's comment yeah. for a minute, but I <laughs> yeah, wanted to talk about what I was going to Deadbeat are lovely, a lovely. Um, chat chads has a just said <laughs> could they use a lasso after playing now that would be a real test of video games capability to teach if video games could teach you a physical no. skill that would be no, something they can because we are i, I know i tell you this right video games taught me how to cock unload a gun <laughs> and shoot it Okay, wait. So no, when I went to the fire no, and rage in no. Vegas, when <laughs> I went to the fire and rage in Vegas, no. I was like, I know how to play video games. No, well, no. Done. <laughs> I was good. Just, just the We're supposed to the guy, the guy's like, no. Hey Paul, you ever, you ever, you ever used a gun before? Just like, yep, many times. I played video, I played times. video games. I played video games. <laughs> no, this is not supposed to be violence and video games related. No. I was in a shooting range. I said I was in a shooting range. Don't make the parallel. Well, I I I think, let's not dwell on the fact that it's firearms and weaponry here, right? Let's dwell on the fact that Pete has learned a transferable skill from playing games that coincidentally happen to involve violence. What, really so, fast what, and, what, and in postal uh, I learned so, how to shoot lots of people. So, so what you're saying is that I've got a tortoise down the back of my garden because of Mario I'm now going to go and jump on its head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, Pete's played, so played so much Mario can now jump 10 feet in the air. <laughs> I wish I could mate, honestly. Oh, God. The amount of stuff that I get away from just by jumping 10 feet in the air. Uh, yeah, no, but I, no, but all seriousness, um, one where um, Brett was talking point. about though um, about using Call of Duty to pass a pop quiz in history. He also mentioned Assassin's Creed, which that same BBC article did actually cite um, in relation to Discovery Tour, um, which right, those right. of you don't know, Discovery Tour and Assassin's Creed is a new thing with this kind of new open world Assassin's Creed trilogy they've got going on just now with Valhalla Odyssey, and it's basically you get to go around the map in Assassin's Creed. Um, each respective game, obviously, and each area has its own guided history tour. I think yeah. that's a great idea, actually. And I know the, you can buy that separately. I know schools and stuff. Um, that's why they made it the separate version. Schools can buy up the Discovery Tour on its own and use that as a learning tool. And How much it cost? I think it's I think it's like half half the price of the normal games. So the normal games are like fifty, I think. Discovery Tours 24-ish. I think tw- the number 24 is in my head for some reason. Well, it'll be uh, it'll be seven, 70 quid now because of the next generation versions. Um. So yeah, I think this as well because I know I think the article mentioned that um, Red Dead Redemption 2 simulates over 200 species and subspecies of animal. There are loads in like, that. That's and the, and uh, the fact that in this study people are able to identify. I think they say on average 10 out of 15 
you know, those guys are right. subspecies, like some of the ones identified were subspecies, so like, oh, that's a weight to do, that's the, you can't, anyone can say, oh, that's a deer. But I think right. the point was that the people who undertook this study could identify more specific types of yeah, yeah. wildlife. Yeah. And that's basically, yeah, again, I, that one guy that said he knew how to tell when a ram was charging him and it ended up saving him a hospital trip. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So cool. I think that's the most impressive part of it. Yeah. Because clearly there was an amount of detail, that, like a ridiculous amount of detail that went into Red Dead Redemption 2. And oh, clearly, man. like, the landscapes alone were enough, but then you look at all the, all the wildlife patterns, it's like... Yeah. Something, it really um, is something else. And you can see why they spent so long creating the game. It's just... Just the game wasn't very good. Uh, chat's brought up an interesting point that I want to share uh, for our US listeners. Damn, damn it, Kylie. What? Nothing. Okay. Just avoided that bait so badly. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine because I think I think it's probably for the best. No, I said it was a shame. Say? It was a shame that Red Dead Redemption Two wasn't very good. Oh yeah, but I know your feelings on that, and I don't share them. So. I, I know. I tried. I tried. I that was what I was going for. I have my own mind and my own opinion. Um, which, which goes with the hive mind of everyone else, usually. Like. No, it doesn't. What, with, I like with Red Dead Redemption Two, it does. Oh yeah, Red Dead Redemption made me cry. Nothing the, makes I'm, me cry. I'm the I'm the outlier here, clearly. Yeah. No, I cried like a baby at but the end. Take and I you, you definitely are. I know. <laughs> but Please um, Lynn in chat says, as long as people don't learn to drive through these games, which she's saying is a they funny thing. Do. But no, here, I got to make a point because we do not have this in the US. So I had to take my uh, driving test over here, obviously, because you know, I had a US license. Um, over here, we have this thing called a hazard. Hazard perception. Thank you. Thing. Um, and I failed it the first time because I was clicking too fast. But what it is is, uh, you're in this like three D games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, okay. There's a hazard. There's a hazard. And then it was like not registering my clicks. But the point being, it's like a three D environment, and you're driving through, um, and then you have to click when you see a, a hazard or whatever. Um, yeah. I think that that's going to become more of a thing. It probably in will. the future, yeah. yeah. Even though I they, hate and despise it. Yeah, they should have informed you beforehand that you were, uh, you were, you were pointing out hazards, not trying to drive by shoot people. <laughs> My little cursor was clicking yeah. like crazy. On, on, on that topic oh, yeah. of learning to drive via games, though, there yeah. was a story like a few years back of that young guy who played on the actual simulation controller, where it was like the actual handles play racing games, and he beat professional racers yeah and a fight no, so, I, 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 and, a, and a race I was going to say a fight right and a, a race. <laughs> I'm sure it's there like was a, someone it's like a car fight no I am absolutely <laughs> certain there was someone who used <laughs> software basically to pass their driving test by doing it all remotely like that yeah so like they, they'd hooked, they hooked up to like some visual in the car so the car was essentially automated like an emotional yeah. car but a normal car and this kid was driving it from his controller and he yeah. beat professional racers. And I will which tell is you, massively impressive. I will t that is very impressive. I will tell you that in Houston, where I'm from, at the Johnson Space Center, everyone go visit Johnson Space Center. Um, but uh, they have a um, 
a flight simulator, but it's for landing the spaceship. Mm-hmm. It's 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 Microsoft uh, created or whatever. Oh, by add to the technology. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cool. I burst into flames every freaking time, but it is really cool. It's like so in depth, but that exactly. apparently is how they teach before they put you in the actual thing. That's how yeah. they teach um, astronauts to well, land unfor- the thing. Unfortunately, uh, bursting into flames is exactly what happens to me if I go anywhere near Texas. Well, that's true. Make of that <laughs> what you will. I can't. Dis- I can't. I can't disagree with that. Mm. Um, Let's see. Uh, so have we got anything more to cover on this story? Or yeah, I, I, well, I, I, again, I just think to round it up, you know, mm-hmm. if, you know, you're putting the dead down to the first story and that's finished and you've shed all your tears, maybe just go, <laughs> maybe, maybe just go out and take a stroll in nature. Oh, go around the yes. map, camp, I don't know, hunt bear and cougars, I don't know. <laughs> but do do some, so some people Some people already do that enough in real world. Yeah. Yeah. But I <laughs> do it, do 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 that attentively, um, folks. And who knows, you might learn a thing or two. Clearly, cougars need love too. But I... <laughs> we're trying so hard to derail this, aren't we? Curious, uh, straight face the whole time. But here's the thing: Red Dead is so thorough. And so good that I gave up. I have one last thing to accomplish before I've 100% completed it. You have to catch one of each fish species. And there's like 200 of them. Yep. And I just, I can't. I can't. I gave up. Well, consider it after Friday, we know what your fishing method is. Uh, I don't think it works in that game, I'm afraid. Yes, and for those who are listening and don't know, we are talking about our Fryays, as they've been renamed. Check-ins where we talked about uh, catfish noodling. So please join us on our Friday episodes where we are now uh, doing uh, tier voting. Anyway, let's move move on. on. Yes. So next thing we got is that we also got news this week that Netflix is still looking to break its way into the gaming market with the addition of video games to its streaming service. Well, so, this is something so Netflix, so Netflix for games won't work anymore when talking yeah. about a Game Pass. It will actually be Netflix. Yeah, it will be, it will be Netflix well, for games. It will be this. Netflix games. But yeah. well, this is something Netflix has mentioned in the past. A recent article from site Bloomberg reported that the streaming giant has hired former EA and Facebook executive mm-hmm. Mike Verdu to lead its charge into gaming. Not only yeah. this, but they're looking to add games to the service within the next year. Which will be integrated, which will seemingly be integrated into the already existing app as its own genre, similar to the way documentaries were added in as own genre. Um, if you remember that Black Mirror thing that is interactive, Bad that as own genre. Yeah. Um, so apparently that's how it's going to be integrated. So it seems, it sounds like it'd be seamless, but that's yet to be seen. The article also notes that Netflix currently doesn't plan to charge extra for this new addition to the service, which is another interesting point, which we'll get to. Um, the company are also apparently advertising game development related positions um, in preparation for the addition of this new content. The specifics of which I don't exactly know just yet. Um, I don't know if that's been exactly reported on what those roles are. Um, but who knows, chat or those listening can maybe inform us. Um, this could be big for Netflix, considering how saturated film and TV streaming services are now with Disney Plus, Amazon, Hulu, you know, you know, you know, you know mm-hmm. most of mm-hmm. them by now. Yeah, um, you probably have a subscription on HBO yeah. well. you, probably have, uh, uh, you probably have a subscription to nearly all of them, anyway. Yeah. So, the addition of games to that service might be what it needs to gain an edge over its competitors. 
So that's 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 the my that's little wrap summary, up. Basically. That's the summary. Kaylee, Pete. Okay. I am I am one hundred percent like my curiosity is peaked utmost. I wanna know how they're gonna carry this out. I wanna know um, well I have this really nerdy side that is obsessed with algorithms. Um, and I want to know if they're going to enact the algorithms for their video games as well. They probably will. Cause that's, that's just what me. Like yeah. Film and TV. Exactly. So. They have some of the top of the line algorithms, but I'm like, anyway, that's just me and my weird nerdiness. But um, I also want to see how they're going to uh, pull this off, especially with not charging more. I think that's temporary. There's no way they're going to do that without uh, well, long term. Well, bearing in mind that Spotify, like, I know it's music streaming, but they literally just put their subscription fee up for the first time ever recently. Yeah, so I'm very curious to see how that goes. Um, I want to know if they're going to be branching into third-party, like, hardware. Like, are they going to offer their own controllers, like, sold by, you know, a, a third-party thing? No, not going to um, happen, I don't are think. Are they going to... Are they... We'll talk about it later, but are they going to join with Steam and have that as a thing? Because Netflix is available on I, iOS and Windows and Roku. Android. Android. Yeah, Android, thank you. I said Roku, but Roku's powered by Android. Yeah. No, it's not. It's powered by Roku OS, which is probably Android-based if we think it about probably, it. probably, mostly uh, yeah. is, yeah. So I am very curious how they're going to pull this off what it's going to entail, and what is their future plans? And how is this going to affect Game Pass? Um, I'll answer that question. It'll have no bearing on Game Pass whatsoever. Uh, Netflix are a big company. They'll run they'll coincide with Game Pass in some way. The big well, difference with yeah. this is that Game Pass will have AAA games and Netflix will have whatever they put on their service that that's what I want to know that's really be recognisable what if um, Netflix and Microsoft go out on a date and become friends what you mean merge? actually Netflix and chill yes <laughs> I think I think if it's Netflix they'd be maybe more than friends I mean <laughs> they would be more than friends they will be partners will, for life well that's what I mean they couple up but it starts with a Netflix and chill does it not <laughs> that is the goal it might be you can kind of see it's... the you can kind of see it there's mm. i just i just don't know how this is going to work they're though, doing cause... this they're doing this to partner with someone is what i'm saying it yeah they're, put, they're putting the feelers out for someone big picture i just here. i just don't know how this is going to work like logistically the only thing that doesn't that's doesn't why, sit with that's me why, mm-hmm. is the whole control of it situation is that that's what i'm saying they're gonna that, yeah. this is this the way is the way i interpret it is There'll be certain things you can't access on. For example, I, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this and watching right now, on an mm-hmm. Amazon Fire Stick, <laughs> you probably won't be able to play an Amazon Fire Stick for probably Definitely. multiple no, you reasons. Won't. You will not. But yeah. I imagine, I, I, imagine I, it'll be a thing where if you have the app installed on your Xbox or PlayStation, yep. you know, you've got a controller already set up to that, so there'll probably See, some integration there. Yeah, that- that would make sense. That it's just for those yeah. people who are running off of Roku sticks, you know, I myself, I'm on Virgin Media, I can get Netflix through my Virgin channels, so there is no way I'd be able to connect a controller up through my set-top box. Right, well that is one thing I'm thinking, because I'm running a Roku through a projector, but I also have, so I have Netflix there, but I also have Netflix on my Xbox. Yeah. So, 
But if you want to... I was going to say, I think that's maybe why they've said at present they're not going to charge extra, because right. if everyone yeah. gets charged extra, and some people aren't able to access it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's uh, going to come out point. in beta form, that's basically, to That's a very good start. point, actually. Um, but yeah, I want to go back to chat, only because it's... Uh, yeah, makes sense. Um, Dead... Oh. Beat Punk says it'll be another version of Apple Arcade. I that's tell you, that's very possible. I cannot get into Apple Arcade, and I have it for free right now. And for some reason, I just can't. Well, well pass me your login, and I'll gladly, I'll gladly play Clap Hands Golf on it. <laughs> it's got Sonic on there too. Um, yeah, but it's probably then, a, probably a poor Sonic game, which is about eighty percent of Sonic games, to be honest. Right now, yeah. Um, but I feel, I still feel they'll redeem themselves. But anyway, Nana says, okay, I should be real here. I don't think cloud gaming will work. Here's the thing. Cloud gaming sucks as an entity, but it's the future. And we're going to have to hop on board with it because our corporate overlords are controlling that. Well, and I think that that's the way they're going. I think this is the thing that Dana says, is, and, and my worry of Game Pass is that everything becomes subscription-based, which uh, doesn't work for games, in my opinion. Sorry if I seem Kieran into it. <laughs> I want to hear Kieran Red. That would be great. Look, <laughs> look. I mean, I mean, I mean, Game Pass is factually the best deal in gaming. So let's just there's, no, there's, there's no argument there. But um, I think I think when you look at this move, in contrast to Game Pass, Game Pass's existence. I feel hinders Netflix's advances into that realm. I, because, I agree because, because with that. Because of how fleshed out Game Pass is, and the fact right. that I don't see Netflix having the same scale as Game Pass right. with this, because they are essentially a multimedia service with the addition of this. They, get, they, ha that, they have to balance mm -hmm. everything. Plus, I know Netflix had money trouble in the past, they did. Um, yeah. So you know, it's another question of how they're going to fund this as well. But you know, um, there's, there's many things here. But I think um, it makes sense. It's why I included the part about Netflix trying to find something that'll give an edge over other streaming services, such as Amazon, and that because they are just TV and movies. So right. adding a new dimension might entice more people to get Netflix, but as much as gaming is oh. a money-making market, and it is so... Oh, it's a huge industry. Yeah, it's, as much as it's a growing industry, it is impressive. I, there's, there's still that element, I feel, of a, a certain taboo to it that I don't yeah, think entices many people to anticipate. Yeah. So it depends on the games I, they get, though. But this is the thing why I think it's going to work with Netflix for them in that respect, because they can gate it off, you know. There are people on the Netflix subscription who will be like, yeah, I want to play games, okay, there you go, it's included in my subscription. And then you've got people on there who are like, I have no interest in games. All right, that's a tab I'll never touch. Fine. But if they had, like, you know, if they were trying to make more interactive movies that were more sort of like games, then that might not appeal to people. You know, like they did with Bandersnatch. This is why Bandersnatch wasn't viewed by some as decent, because they didn't like the interactive aspect of it. Mm. And there's like 6,000 endings or something. Yeah, but they all lead to the same freaking path. It was pointless, yeah. honestly. Like, the only choice that really matters is the cereal you have in the morning. Um, but I wonder, just from a business point of view, if they're going to do something more like baby games, like kitty games, like little, you know, well, crap games. Because that way, 
boomer parents will be like, oh, I can get this Netflix and also entertain my brats. Oh, you might be onto something because of the fact that you need games that work with a remote control. Yep, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah it's, it's, it's Skype I had something like that for a while as well. Yeah, Those they did. Like the, the, old, the old Sky Digital games. Oh my god. Yeah. See, I'm American. I have no. Sky no. is basically a is basically a set top box, basically subscription mm. service. But back in the day when they first got, it was like in the early 2000s, they used to have games on there. Right. And they were like, they were pretty bad. I bet but they, it's something they, they like that. But they were entertaining enough to keep you busy for like an hour or two. Right. So I think See? it could be similar to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. Oh no, no, you go. Okay, well I was just gonna check in with chat. Uh, let's see. Um, there's already Netflix games on Game Pass. Uh, yeah, that's Stranger true. Things three and Dark Crystal. I that didn't was know Dark that Crystal was the game. that was the first what? thing that I thought of was Stranger Things three because it came out on Switch as well. That they probably include that on there. But they are Dark Crystal see, game. See, see that's that's reminded me of an old point I was going to bring up. Right, the mm -hmm. fact. Again, it's the one thing I didn't research too in depth, um, and maybe should have, but the fact that Netflix are advertising game development related positions. Right, yes, um, yes. And we know Amazon is tracking games. Um, they've they've tried got for that. A long yeah. Time. I mean, was, there was one on PC called Crucible. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers that. I think that was Amazon. Um, it got taken down. It came out, and then it got taken down again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and that was into, something that's never happened before, alpha, didn't it? Yeah, all, 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 all the media outlets reported that it's like that's never been done. Like, a full game has never been released, and then just completely no, like, I don't unreleased. Think it has. <laughs> but to be fair, like Amazon have been doing this for freaking ages. Because you remember yeah. um, Double Helix Studios, who um, did the first season of Killer Instinct, then got bought by Amazon halfway through mm -hmm. that season. Which oh, wow. uh, you know, uh, Iron Galaxy then had to take over in season two, but. We've not seen or heard of Double Helix in a yeah. long time. Because I know, is Amazon not making that new MMO, New World? You've probably yes, seen so I believe they are. That one looks to be the one they're, they're, they're hedging all the bets on right now. Yes. Um, but that then was the point. If Netflix are starting to hire game development related positions, is it more on the side of them going out and trying to build relationships with companies to get games in the service, or See, are they going to try and pursue making their own? That's what I wonder myself. I just, I don't see, Netflix is not a, it's not as profitable as something as Amazon. Yeah. Um, in fact, their profit margins are very, very low because, and this is what's weird, and I won't go on a political rant, oh, I promise. Man. No wonder I haven't heard of them. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> um, they are actually quite good to their employees. Um, they pay them a livable wage and then give them as much time off as they need and it's one of those very cool relaxed chill uh environments you know where you've got like the extra rooms and stuff to go chill in yeah. um so that means that their profit margins are very small i cannot see them investing in an actual game studio with actual i mean i hate to say it but actual talent actual you know like plans i really feel instinctually that this is a i'm getting a foothold or we're getting a foothold into the uh, streaming games so that someone will either buy us or we can go into partnership uh, type thing i think that they're marketing on the name whereas amazon actually could open a game studio well, they did it's 
called. Well, I know, and, but I and mean, and Gaines Orange County, which is what the now Double Helix is known as. That's so crazy! Why would you rename it that? Double Helix is awesome. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but it was it was then it was changed from Double Helix to Amazon Game Studios Orange County, and then Amazon Games Orange County was like. They yeah. should have named it James, uh, Jeff Bezos Penis Rocket to Mars. Oh Game my Studios. God. <laughs> Yeah, Karen, so, um, so Netflix is looking to add um, <laughs> Netflix is looking to add some games within the next year, which is another surprising thing. So I suppose the more the sooner we get to that point, we might discuss this again in the future. But yeah, oh, do you guys yeah, sure. on that one? Because that is an interesting one. Uh, Brent, I'm interested in knowing what you s- they said is the only correct ending to Bandersnatch. Um... But yeah, we'll go on. That's but off topic. But uh, yeah, Dead Beat says Microsoft owned Bethesda, it's uh, uh, Orion technology to really give xCloud an edge over the competition. Yes, I think that is part of why they bought them. Yeah, um, I agree. Microsoft will be leading that. I mean, they already lead it with what, Azure. How do you say that? xCloud. Um, <laughs> I'll just call it xCloud instead of the proper name. Um, yeah. I think that that's why, regardless of the fact that cloud gaming sucks as a concept, especially for people who can't be online, um, I think it's just it's it's inevitable uh, because such a big dog like Microsoft is spearheading the 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 lead on that. That's my personal opinion, but yeah, yeah. Right. Well, now we're moving on to the bigger stories. The meat, so to speak, and the first yeah, that, one. That was the just the bread. That, yeah, that was just the bread. You know. Yeah, that that was that 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 was that was the bread. We're now putting on all the, you know, putting the sandwich together now. Anyway, ah. now as you say, Valve have finally unveiled their next big project, the Steam Deck. Yes. After a few months so of speculation, so, so much for developing Half-Life Three then. Well, who knows? Anyway, after a few months of speculation and rumours, Valve have finally revealed the Steam Deck, a handheld handheld console similar to the Nintendo Switch, built to have the same capabilities as a gaming PC. Valve's new device aims to allow players to play games on their Steam library on the go, running everything from new-time strategy titles to big-budget titles like Jedi Fallen Order. Players will seemingly also have the opportunity to run certain non-Steam games and apps thanks to Steam Deck's modified SteamOS which comes with a new UI that should make navigation between store, uh, games library, everything else a lot easier. IGN uh, were able to get hands-on preview with the Steam Deck as well as access to some Valve employees where they were able to ask questions about the product, primarily about what it's capable of and what kind of hardware it has. When asked whether the Steam Deck is just for gaming, Valve developer Pierre-Luc Griffiths, I think I've pronounced that right or wrong, probably wrong, responded by saying it can pretty much run anything you can run on a PC, reiterating the fact that Steam Deck is pretty much a handheld gaming PC, which in itself is impressive. Um, In terms of the Steam Deck's hardware specifications, it will have a 7-inch diagonal, a 1200 um, by 800 resolution LCD screen with a refresh rate of 60Hz, a custom 4-core AMD APU processor, 8 RDNA 2 compute units for the GPU, Otherwise, graphics, Android graphics, um, 16 gigabytes of RAM, and a 64 to 512 gigabyte storage, right. depending on what model you are getting. Suffice to say, it's a powerful machine. 
IGN's Tom Marks claims that he was able to play Jedi Fallen Order in high graphical settings with little to no issues. That is another mention for Fallen Order. Yep. That was the one without day. Without even mentioning the name that we've called it on this podcast before. <laughs> Players can... Uh, it's available for pre-order right now, though I'm pretty sure they have been selling it quick. Uh, sold out. Yep. Yeah. But uh, players that were able to pre-order and get one, um, and when more are available, players are able to choose from three different models, which are graphically yeah. identical, but distinct with regards to storage mm-hmm. size and speed. IGN detailed that the base version will cost $399 and have 64 gigabytes of storage. The next model is $529 uh, with 256 gigabytes of storage and the $649 version has 512 gigabytes as well as an anti-glare etched glass screen. Ah, now there's something you've missed out in this. That the, um, the 256 and the 512 gigabyte models are SSDs, not oh, just regular right. yes, internal storage. Thing. Mm-hmm. I knew there was something I missed in the specs because oh, um, so Also, I believe you said it was a custom 4-core AMD processor. I think it's got 8 threads. 8 thread core as well. Oh, I mentioned 8 threads. Um, no, it's a, it's, uh, yeah. a four, it's a 4 core, but they're uh, individually threads, right? So yes, yes, that's correct. But yes, sim- so to, put, to put it simply, it is very powerful. It is a remarkable little machine that I, when uh, writing up this yeah. little thing, um, was very surprised by. But, Kylie, Pete, what do you think about Steam Deck? You missed some, to, missed something okay. else as well. I'm dying to life. talk about this. Oh, you yes. Out about I, see, life. I was going to bring That's, that up. I was going to bring it up yeah. in discussion, Pete, because okay. that was one of the caveats I was going to bring up. But sure. Yeah. On you I go. think it's <laughs> just. Uh, I think it's. Didn't they say it's no, anywhere uh, between two and seven hours? Right. It's, it's dependent on the resolution me. that you're playing at. Yeah. Right. So when it comes to battery life, um, it's claims on average eight hours battery life. But. They did say if you are running a more graphically demanding game, that could drop maybe oh, significantly. It's exactly the same thing that Nintendo prefaced with the Switch when they were first putting that out. Obviously, in October, November of like 2016, it was like it's run Breath of the Wild like on you know high brightness, you know controller attached for two and a half to three hours. It's like yeah, there's definitely a performance thing to do with it. I mean. Uh, I'll let Kylie go first. She's itching. She's chomping at the bit, <laughs> waiting for this. So you I'm crack on. I am also playing with chat. So uh, <laughs> while y'all are going on, but um, no, I'm absolutely like I really okay. When it was first dropped, I was skeptical, obviously, because of course you are, mm. um, especially with the touchpads being right under the the analog sticks. But then someone made a point that. Uh, you probably won't be using the touchpads at the same time as the analog probably sticks. Not, and I was like, no. okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, no, they're there for, like, if you want to use them or if you've got right. a game that requires a little bit more precision, maybe. Well, there's just some of the games that are strictly played with mouse and... My point exactly, no, which is what I yeah. meant by precision. Yeah. Um, I think this is crazy amounts of specs coming out mm-hmm. um, for a handheld holy crap, how long has this been in development? Because holy crap, this is like the full package. No puns, no nothing. Um, and it really literally is. Um, 
And the idea that, I mean, we knew that Steam was going to come out with something because they've been talking about the Steam box and, you know, all this yeah, other stuff. Steam, and they the tried. S- the Steam box, it was an utter failure. <sighs> it because was. they had 20,000 companies all producing for it. This one looks like it's unified under the vision of Valve. Yeah. I think they learned from their mistake. Um, my thing that I'm absolutely kind of obsessed with at the moment, before we get to chat, um, is the Nintendo fanboys. Holy crap, why is there a new console war now? They are two completely different machines. Well, and well, right. They have a right to, I mean, they have a right to be jealous. Because <laughs> that's the thing, right? The big thing for me that comes out of this is what this means for the Switch. Which yes. can... Like, one thing they said is, you know, you can play Control on a Steam Deck. Right. right on you good settings. Yeah. yeah. But, but Nintendo Switch is streamed. Yeah, because mm. it's... Yeah, the Whereas on the yeah, Steam Deck, it is running the game. Oh, uh, yeah, it's native. That's a very good point, and, actually. You know, as, as much as it is costly, this machine, it warrants the price, if you ask me. Yeah. They, they, they have essentially crammed a gaming PC into your they hands. They have. Ex- yeah. Exactly. And by, by the sounds exactly. of it, a powerful one at that, you know, Jedi Fallen yeah. Order came out like a couple of years ago and that game has got next-gen enhancements and stuff now as well. Mm-hmm. And you can probably run that in high settings on this yeah. with no trump. And then you've I got the Switch, which struggles to run some third-party games. At any resolution. Yeah. So I, I just think... You know, going or back, going back to the fact these Nintendo fanboys starting a war. No wonder they're terrified. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not. I, That's one way to see it, I guess. I hadn't thought of. I was like, wow, they're really stupid, coming out. Stupid, to be honest. Like, these are two completely different markets. They should be looking at. That's it as how such, I saw it. You know, yeah. I look at the PC market as, you know, it's a good market. It's clearly there for enthusiasts. So. You know. But this is making it a lot more accessible for some people. So will this be included? The Steam Deck, will it be included in the PC Master Race? Well, it has to be. It's a PC. Yeah, it's, it is a PC, really. It's a portable right? PC. It's yeah. much like a gaming laptop, except a lot more compact. I think this will be a very, very cool next also, couple of years. Also, you do know that the PC Master Race has now become a meme at this point. Well, yeah. It was a meme the whole time. Yeah, um, but people took it too far, like they did with console well, wars. And there are people on there who are like, <laughs> console wars, yes. who cares about um, consoles, PC Master Race, and they're not being ironic about it. I want to talk about... Uh, oh, actually, Brent, that's that's a good point. Uh, I'm skeptical No, there are some of, good points that Brent brought up all, all yeah, the way we're, through we're, this. We're, hitting, we're definitely hitting yeah. chat now. Yeah. It weighs over one pound. Yes, um, yes, I see that. That was my thing. Okay, so... Um, so I do a lot of mobile gaming because I'm a dork on my iPad, which is this big, and yeah. I have giant hands. Um, the Steam Deck is this wide; it's the same, uh, nearly the same width. Um, but it weighs I, a lot more than that, I guess. It, oh gosh, yeah, because this is like feather light. Um, I at first when I saw it, and in comparison, someone put like a Coke can or something next to it, and I was like, okay, that's massive. But then I came back and played on my iPad, and I was like, maybe that's not going to be a factor that's going to turn people off. But I did kind of think that maybe it's hefty, it's thick, 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 thick. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, 
it's it's not it doesn't seem ergonomic but i don't know i have not held one maybe it really is i don't know that's what they were saying in the articles that it was comfortable you know it, there was also many other things that i did see about it apparently they've got um buttons going all the way up to l5 and r5 right uh, which is cool because it means that you've got macro programming on it um, right uh Additionally, we didn't really talk much about it, obviously, is the fact that you said um, it can pretty much run anything you can run on a PC, meaning you can yes. uh, yes. sideload Windows on there, Linux, you can sideload anything yeah. onto it and have that have that yeah. running. Um, this has been mentioned by Deadbeat Punk, this is probably going to be the best emulator machine out there because you'll be able to run it... CMU at 60 frames for Breath of the Wild, which is quite impressive, but we, so... we don't endorse uh, emulation in any way. Yeah. Okay, that was my next. Okay, that was my question. As far as because I am into emulation, let's not lie. Well, I am uh, too, but I had to put a disclaimer on it. it also, we uh, we yeah. as a show don't condone it, but we do it. It also is gonna kind of file into our next few topics yeah. um, as far as game preservation or whatever. But so the switch is streaming games correct some games are streaming like control ultimate edition uh yep. resident evil 7 uh was on it uh hitman 3 was another one and what was the there was another game that we've got coming this year that was similar that was the same i can't remember what it was crap you have failed me pete no, it was announced <laughs> it was announced at e3 actually yeah guardians of the galaxy oh, oh right. there, yeah Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's, okay. that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, whereas. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I was, I was going to say, but going back to like looking at these, right? Obviously, we discussed the new Nintendo console last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we the new Switch version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the fact you know, Nintendo are doing, are seem to be doing well, and now all of a sudden Steam have came out, and frankly, shown that a handheld. Can be incredibly I'm powerful. Yeah. So, this is where but, I'm going. So, yes. so, 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 suppose the question that feeds off that is, what are Nintendo doing? No, See? this was the, the thing that the Nintendo this is fans where I was were going, hedging. Karen. These are the Nintendo fans hedging on this: is the fact that it only runs at 800p resolution, 800p. But yeah. Does this light a fire under Nintendo? That's where I was head- no, headed. No, absolutely not. I think anyone who thinks that is a console warist and is a kind of moron in my eyes. Um, <laughs> no, for me, this, like, it doesn't do anything else other than, you know, it is a PC. It is for PC gamers. It's for those who don't have PCs that are accessible enough to play games, like myself. It's a but comp- if you're going to drop for- 600, you can drop 600 on a, on a decent PC. Well, yes, we'll maybe see, they was- like the convenience. Yeah. Not building well, a PC and actually having it with a dock and a screen and all that sort of thing. They can do pretty much anything they yeah. want with it. Yeah. I, I was about to bring that up because um, IGN did ask them. Uh, yeah, they, did, they did ask them about if it's come with a dock similar to Switch. They said it is, right. but they've got they've not got a timeline for it as of yeah. yet. The dock. Right. So, 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 so you will be, be able similar. to like you will be able to dock it. So it's strictly but the, like at but this the fact point. of the matter is, is there are third-party docks out there that will work with this too, yeah. like they do with the Switch. So, so, so by the sounds of it, it is a great deal because you are essentially buying a six hundred pound, or well, nearly seven hundred pound PC. Right. That it's probably that, that probably performs a lot better than 
an actual normal 700 pound PC. Yeah, my PC was 400. Yeah. It can't run games for crap. Like, so, like, 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 like I, th I think when I when I've been to PC hunting, like if you had to buy a brand new gaming PC that you have to custom build See, yourself, it'd be like a thousand pounds. I was gonna say, yeah, minimum. Well, I, yeah, and, and, and like that that probably would no, not even have the best kit in it. Yeah, that's I if you're buying mine. everything. But that's if you're buying everything brand new. It's probably gonna be around about that price point, and especially with games running like. You know, you want the SSD, you want games running a ray tracing and 60 frames performance modes and all of that. You're going to need probably a 30 series, like, graphics card for that minimum. You would need a 30. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and you can't buy those for love nor money at the moment outside of a, well, a pre-build. you can, but... No, you can buy them. They're very no. difficult to get a hold of. Trust me, I have looked. You can't find them anywhere. <laughs> I think I my friend's got who one. you're talking to. I just meant uh, the normal can person cannot buy it, cannot <laughs> yeah. buy them for love nor money. Yes, I make things happen, especially with graphics cards. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, but I still think I still think. I mean, I, I, I do hear you, Pete, and I, I think it's all valid and everything. I still think though that this is going to make Nintendo go, holy crap. We've got to provide a strong, a, no, a more powerful. No, because I think they already had. I think they already have, and they're bringing it out next year. They're already. Oh right, like, they're going to have. They're having a Switch Pro version. You know full well that it's going to happen eventually. Well, I keep they saying that. People already, keep blowing me off. They have, they have I mean, already I mean, tasked Pete, Pete, have you just not contradicted you from last week? I'm pretty sure last week when we were talking about this, you said, "Oh no, I'm not going to get another one for well, at least a couple of years." That's so 2023. Yeah, but that that's, was what you said. I did say that, but it's now with this. I think it will expand the timeline a bit, like a lot sooner to try and get out for Christmas next year, possibly. Because okay, so what you're saying is I just that think that the Switch Pro wasn't going to come out this like at this point this year because they've already they they hadn't ta given developers enough time to upres their games to 4K at that point. They'd only put the now, job listing available like beginning of this year. But now that this is out, do you think they're going to speed up the timeline? More than is likely. What... More than likely. Okay. Okay. I can get behind that. I, I actually can get behind that. Yeah. I think um, if I think if this hadn't come out, we wouldn't have that issue at all. I think they would have stuck on point with their right. mid 2023. But this will mean that they have to release in 2022. This yes, this is the whole yeah. That's exactly what um, I'm thinking. Absolutely. See, um, <laughs> how, how how I see this right, Susan? So is my kind of like parting thought on this story anyway? Yes. The way I see this playing out, I don't see this overtaking Switch by any means. Um, I see it being popular. I don't see it as the definitive uh, Switch killer, let's say. Right. I don't right. think it will. Purely because of a few things, notably Switch's price point in comparison. Yep. Switch. Big key. Su big key. I, I, I think Switch as well. Switch excels at being a bit more niche than standard consoles, i.e. the fact that Nintendo have some phenomenal games that you can only get yeah, on Switch. Yeah, I think so. Um, that is very true. It's not about the first party offering with Steam, is it? Yeah, and I feel with PC fanboys, I don't think PC fanboys are going to bother too much with this. I know some no, people probably right. will, but the point is PC fanboys will probably already have a good PC and they'll not exactly. be too fussed. Or they um, have a decent enough gaming yeah, laptop it, it, if they yeah. want to play on the go. As, as much as the pre-orders were crazy, you know, much like oh, the next yeah. consoles were, I think that's because of the hype around it, how different it is. 
and also a lot of right. uh, prominent games journalists and analysts are not picking even, this thing up. Not even just that, because I've seen Let's a few people. I've seen a few people in the community uh, on Twitter and such who all like doing teardowns and things like this. Well, yeah. That's so just, you're gonna that's get you're gonna get a fair few people who buy this just to open the damn thing up and never touch it again. I never yeah. understand and, people that do that. Yeah, but. and the fact that um, the pre-orders, people like, like, depending on how old your Steam account was, you got exclusive access to pre-orders first. Yeah. Right. So already, I didn't already they that. were limiting what type of people could get this, which is mm-hmm. PC players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh dear. Uh, so. But then back to the price point as well, it's not going to be something I don't see overtaking next-gen consoles either, because next-gen consoles are cheaper than it, and probably right. perform a yes. lot better. <laughs> so, yeah. 100%. Um, but, uh-huh. yeah. um, oh, dang, I lost my thought. Hold on, <laughs> it will come back. Keep going, because well, it will come uh, back. Dad, be, that was a good pun- one. Debbie Punk has put, uh, eBay have been cancelling scalper listings. Great to see. Perfect. Which is good. Uh, Nana put, the Switch Pro isn't real. Game journalist hyped it up. I think the Switch Pro is real, but it was it was oh, put, it was was put back. So, it's an AMD chip, correct? Uh, yes. 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 Uh, AMD processor. Ah, yeah. so it's the uh, ah, chip ah, shortage problem. There we go. Is that what's contributing to this pre-order fiasco yeah Yeah, I think they're going to be in very limited supply to start with Uh, it's it's very clear to see because they haven't Mm -hmm. got dock available for this which seems a bit weird Yeah. and also also the fact is that every other console developer so Microsoft, Playstation uh, now Steam or or Valve are now using AMD but Nintendo are the only ones who use them in NVIDIA do you (laughs) think though that anyone any hardware manufacturer, I guess, console, whatever. Do you think we're being kind of premature with releasing stuff now? When there's no, there's just no definitive timeline for these chips and stuff. It is a chip shortage. It seems very weird that all this is happening all at once. Like you know. I mean, I mean, I think I, I don't imagine that's their fault, really. We need to remember that the, the, these machines have probably been in development for longer than the pandemic's yeah, yeah, been a course. thing. Yeah, and the, the, that's true. It's, it's not as that way that they've probably, from a business standpoint, they've been investing money into these things, and to then hold off and try to make profit on them doesn't seem feasible, and that's probably why. I mean, I mean, as well, like you can't go this long without getting new stuff, really. Yeah, okay, that's actually a very good point. As far as branding goes, you have to constantly release to keep your brand yeah. solid and in people's minds. So that's actually a very, very good point, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. So even this pre-sales is actually doing good marketing. Because uh, especially, especially if you think about if, they, if Xbox, PlayStation, and Valve did put these machines off until they were able to mass produce more, they would yeah. also probably have developers still making games for these machines that aren't even out yet, which then leads to a deficit in games coming out right. for current I, gen. I think this is the difference right. with Steam it's having this, is that they at least be able to release on just PC anyway. 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're not going to hurt their ecosystem that much, really, as a result of like yeah. potentially having to delay this beyond December 2021, <laughs> because I guarantee that they'll they'll hit a delay of some sort. That that's the thing. If anything, I do see this as more of an affordability option for those wanting to get the PC gaming. I agree. Um, and also for those that like PC gaming, it could be a niche little item for them to play their games on. I don't know. But that's how I see it. I don't see it as leaving a massive impact, especially on Switch, which is no. essentially its only competitor in terms of handhelds. No, and, be, the, yeah. and this is the thing about it is I think we sort of bang on about it. It's the first party software that sells the Nintendo uh, Switch units more than anything, rather than the actual unit itself. And I know this kind of flows into our next, not next topic, but the topic next, afterwards. Yeah. Um, but I, I am thinking right quick, like, could Steam theoretically partner up with Sony for their Vita and PSP games and have them released on that? No, I don't see it happening. Nah. Really don't. Okay, I want to know more. Explain why. Because Sony want it exclusive to their platform. Why are they going to want to give royalties yeah, we, away we know how reserved Sony is. They're closing it down. Sorry? Right. Uh, Kieran said we know how reserved uh, right. Sony is. I meant what you but, said. But they're closing the, the, the storefront well, down. The PSP storefront is now closed on the PSP only. It's still available on the PS3 and the Vita. They'll close it. They'll close eventually, but by that point, Sony will see no value in that in those storefronts at all. So why are they going to want to put it on Steam and then give them money to put them on there? Because they can still make money themselves. Sony is Sony only are, about money. Yeah, but Sony have got so many other divisions that they'll care more about than some old games. Because you know what Jim Ryan is like with the old games. He doesn't care about them. As, as, mu- as much Dead. as Sony is about making money, they're also all about preserving their quality, as they put it. Ooh, I don't know about that. No, it would also, I don't know. It would also I mean that they ha- that. It would also mean they would have to program another storefront for Steam. And Sony um, are definitely not going to want to do that. Deadbeat says Sony have been dipping into Steam already. Uh, yeah, I know they've been releasing see, uh, main line, They've Hell been releasing Hell. main line games. You really think they're going to host a PlayStation Vita uh, store uh, uh, on uh, there? If anything, class that is them trying to get people to get up your PlayStation as well. We said here's some of our older first-party titles. Yeah. Maybe consider getting a PlayStation play new ones. Yeah. Yeah, but do you really see things like... I could see Square probably wanting to do that, but you look at things like God of War Olympus or whatever the the PSP games, they don't Mm -hmm. care about those games. They don't care, but they care about money. We have done shows on Sony. Yeah, I know. (laughs) They only care about money. I know we have, but it, it... for me, what it looks like they is this looks like it, no, they would. That's the problem. They still have to process. They still have to code their own storefront into Steam because there is no. They, they they essentially have to pull over the storefront from the Vita into Steam and then integrate it. I don't think they'd have to do that. But then they still. But the problem is, selling through Steam means that Steam or Valve get thirty percent. So they're not going to. They're not going to really want that. They may. With the with with the main games on Steam at the moment, they probably have made an arrangement for those. They probably uh, won't have an arrangement for PSP and PSP games. 
That's exactly what I'm saying, Pete. I'm 100%. Yes, I think there's a special arrangement based on the dead gum court documents that I read yeah. in massive detail. I believe that uh, there is an arrangement between Steam and Sony. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not think that Steam gets 30% no, from course, Sony. No, of course they don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I think would allow them to flex a little bit uh, into this territory and that actually goes with what Nana has just said which is actually that's one thing do you think Sony will re-enter the handheld market Never. after this move Never. I think that if Sony does handheld it's going to be through something like Steam it'll be a third party I don't think Sony's going to make their own hardware nah, they, um, I, I think they got burned so badly by Nintendo they won't go back into that market again they won't touch it I just don't think they could come up with anything that would compete with well, the they, Switch. But they could. They had essentially PS3 games on yeah, the Vita. I mean, think about it. That were all PS4 games essentially at that think time. Think about the Game Gear, Game Gear versus uh, Game Boy. Game yeah, it was Gear was simplicity. superior in every single way. Because and it's, Game Boy outsold it. Because it's about I, the first party output, which is exactly what I'm saying. You know, when you've got someone at the head of your company like Jim Ryan who does not care about yeah. game preservation, you are not going to see those yeah. games come out on Steam. See, that's what I'm thinking. It's more of a kind of cast-off. Uh, Alright, fine. You know, It'll make us a couple of bucks. That's the way just I'm don't, it. Just don't see it at all. Just don't. The, mon- the money won't be... won't make a difference to them in that way because if, the, if it made such a difference, they would keep the PS Vita store open for a lot longer than they are, but they're not. So, guys, that was a Steam Deck. <laughs> No, it's called a debate, Kieran. Yeah. I'm happy to agree to disagree on this one and move on. No, I see, just... guys, we we'll, we we'll love a good debate here, and we we'll love a little bit, a little bit of drama, a little bit of argumentation. Yeah, Kieran is doing guy today. Um. Um, but yeah, Steam Deck is certainly, as we've just demonstrated, a very interesting product with a lot of different conversations yeah. to be had about it. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. Um, we'll give our links at the end, obviously. But um, let's go on to our next story, shall we? Yes. This one was yes. specifically requested by our very own Pete. Um, and I, have, I have many thoughts. Yes. So Pete, Pete, <laughs> Pete might help me flesh this one out a bit. Um, but yes, Super Mario 64. Um, a, a copy of Super Mario 64 sold oh, at gosh. auction for $1.5 million. It was reported this week that an unopened copy of Super Mario 64 broke records at an auction after being bought for $1.5 million. Despite launching with the N64 games console in 1996, the Super Mario 64 cartridge astounded at auctioneers and gamers alike with how much it inevitably sold for. The Super Mario 64 copy came with a certification from Wata Games, an authentication company which gave the cartridge a 9.8A++ rating, meaning that the game, that the game is, like new, with its ceiling intact and overall condition near perfect. Heritage Auctions, who auctioned off the game, announced the sale after an early production copy of 1987's The Legend of Zelda sold for $870,000. Now, there was a reason why this early production copy of Legend of Zelda sold for that amount of money, was because of the labelling. There was something to yes. do with the labelling on it that went, it was completely different from the, from the second run, and, someone, and they were in very, very short supply. Yes. Mario 64, I have never heard any of these reproductions <laughs> for, ever. They've never, ever, ever had a reproduction 
due to an error on the box, an error in the manual, or something to do with the ceiling. So, there is something unusual about this. And a lot of people have surmised, and I would go probably go with this, is being um, fraudulent in some way. That means right, that, mean, okay. that, mean, that mean Pete was certified, though. Yeah, what do you, what do you mean game, fraudulent? What a game to certified. The game is a 9.8, triple A, uh, A double plus rating. However, a lot of people have inevitably looked at, at Wata and have seen that they have been involved in some dodgy practices in the past. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, it has been, it, it's no, um, it's, it's no secret that the, um, the pre-owned collectible market when it comes to video games has had a massive boom in the last few years. Uh, nostalgia, right? It's, it's the nostalgia thing. More nostalgia, than it. Yeah. am I right? Um, oh, yeah, for sure. But the sealed collective market has gone up massively as well, which is not what people have been talking about that much. I mean, over the last six months, we've had three big auctions that have all managed oh, to no. net massive... Pete, come back! Um, oh, dear. Massive Pete, we've money. lost you! No! Pete was, a, Pete was an expert on this topic of God. Well will Pete come back to land of living? Uh, Kaylee, what I'm do you think about this little story? Um, what? I think it is uh, interesting. <laughs> we got an F in chat. <laughs> yeah, let's get an F in chat for Pete. Uh, okay. I'm still here. I was still <laughs> here. She will be back. Oh, oh, oh. I was here oh, the whole right, time. Right, right, you right, crashed. Right, Pete, you right. No. You see, I was, we're all the ones that were here. Even no, chat I, put no, F I in the still, chat. I was still here, but, you know. I know. you got to reiterate that entire <laughs> Reiterate that last bit of your point. Because we had most of it. We had most. Okay. I can't exactly remember where you finished off. So this. it was, um, yeah, the huge, the huge boom in the, in the sealed market has gone up massively. The last few months we've had, um, like you said, Legend of Zelda selling for $870,000. This one sold for $1.5 million. And then we had the sealed um, Super Mario Brothers, which was a 9.7, uh, which sold for 400 something thousand dollars as well, which is a huge amount. But um, I'll let Kylie say what she needs to say about this because I need to find a tweet that relates to this, which I thought oh, was okay, really you interesting. You would not get trapped. Yes. Navigate Twitter while we're on show. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I have to um, for research purposes. Yeah, I know. Bring this I up yeah, there you go. It's it's for research. Um, but no, oh, I'm. Oh, mostly... did you see the Tom Hardy tweet? No, I'm joking. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm more blown away. I'm blown away by a lot of these things, but I'm more blown away by who the frick has 1.5 million dollars to freaking waste on a freaking video game now and in and, and now times there's people starving the oceans on fire rich people are flying into orbit well suborbit and calling it space um, <laughs> what the frick who why 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 it's it's freaking 1996 what is that 25 years ago it's not like it was a golden age comic book. I don't. I no, don't this understand. this is the thing that really confuses the hell out of me. This game is from 1996. It's not exactly yeah. rare, 
it, it's 25 no, years, so it's an antique. And it was, also, it was but, a launch game, and it was one of the more popular games right. for the console. This is what I'm very confused about. Like, I can go into friggin' cash converters or go to some car boot sale. I promise you I'll find a pristine copy of a... Uh, but a 9.8A++ pristine copy? Right! <laughs> I will certify it myself! I doubt it. No, you're never going to find that, but it's still not worth $1.5 million. Like, seriously. Like, no, that's, that's what I mean. crazy like, talk. You could understand the, the Legend of Zelda one selling for 800000 because it is a re, it was it a was, first print with an error and and still sealed and it's still in very, very good... Even that's a bit much, but... Yeah, yeah but you yeah. can't, but under, you you can't understand ones. why this fathoms belief for me. This is ridiculous. I'll tell you which one I, I've, I've understood. Uh, well, I think there was two. Ooh, maybe it was one. I don't remember. But the Nintendo uh, cartridge, it was like Nintendo Sports or whatever. Pete, you know what I'm talking about? Where there was like only four oh, made. Oh, you mean the NES Championships? Cut. Yeah, yeah, the, the actual prize cart rather than the reproduction cart. Yes, that. that Yes, I'm talking about the, the original yeah. prize. That right there, I get. Yeah. I get that. One of a kind, moment in Absolutely, history, yeah. snapshot. Holy crap, you know? But, um, SMR, 64? Yeah, exactly. What? Please, like, explain, make me okay, understand. Okay, the original Mario Brothers, like, don't know why that sold for 400000 but yeah. I mean, what? you can... I'm very yeah. confused. I have freaking, I have original boxes and, and, and everything, and I don't get it. Like, they're... I could go out and try to sell them. I bet you I'll get... I might get 50 quid. Might. Yeah, um, I don't have too many thoughts on this, to be honest. Uh, I think it is... quite amazing and maybe not a good way that it made so much money and yes. someone bought it for that much. But at, at the same time, you're seeing things like this crop up more often. Think mm -hmm. about Pokemon cards now. Yeah. People don't what look at Pokemon cards now for the enjoyment of having Pokemon cards. Look at it. Look at Pokemon cards for the enjoyment of how much money they can make off them. Oh yeah, it's true. Um, it is a collectibles market so, at the moment, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so as much as I try and avoid politics, um, I say I was trying to avoid. I studied it, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go for like, it. like like this stuff like this for me is is just another byproduct of how far capitalism's come to the point where people aren't looking at these products so much for the the joy value, right. so to speak. They're right. more looking at it from a monetary Clout. standpoint. And that to yeah. me is quite depressing. I'm sure sure it's neat to own as well on a simpler note, fair enough, I suppose it's neat to own a very rare edition of something. But what end of the day what are you gonna do with it? Because right. yes. I know, I'm pretty sure most people try and keep these things pristine when they buy them. Just but what's the point? Are you then buying it to then sell it again? I think they are, yeah. If so, then That's what's like, the point? Do you what's guys the point? know... Do you guys know the pharmacy bro? Do you know who I'm talking about when I talk about I think, that? I think probably so. probably an American guy. He's the guy that owns, like, um, uh, a particular brand of, of medicine in the US and then jack the price up oh, 600%. Oh, that guy. He, Martin Shkreli. Well, yeah. Yep. 
and he got sent yeah, to what, prison. What a horrible but bastard. before he got sent to prison, he's <laughs> terrible. I hate him. Um, but uh, he bought the original Wu Tang yeah, Clan. Yeah, it's the only copy uh, in existence. The only copy, and it's like, and he paid millions for it. And it's like, but, like, I don't want to tell people how they spend their money because I am very much believe everyone does their own thing, individual, blah, blah, blah. But holy crap, like, what is this kind of, how am I going to phrase this without being rude? Um, you know what, I'm not, I'm just going to be rude. Dick swinging contest between all of these people who with, like, tons of money, and they're just like, Oh, I bought a 1.5 million game. Okay, why don't you feel that kind of pride? You know, oh, I fed 1.5 million people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't get behind this. I just cannot get behind this. There's no reason. There's zero reason for an N64 game to be 1.5 million dollars. There's Pete, no, no reason. Pete, any any closing thoughts? Well, I can't <laughs> find this tweet. It must have been deleted. Um, yeah. Okay. But basically, the tweet, in in some respects, was from uh, Pat Contry, who's Pat the NES punk, who, as you probably know, is a massive collector. Um, seems to believe that there is a market manipulation on the used video game market by yes. a very select few millionaires uh, who are manipulating the market yes. either for their own gain, to screw over the collectors themselves, or because he believes that this is... Um, uh, some sort of uh, illegal practice to do with tax evasion. <gasps> money laundering. Yeah, money laundering. That's some the one. Scheme. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know about some scheme to money launder, but I do. Maybe I can't, I can't see this being well, you, exploited you, by people that have the funds to exploit well, you, it. I can't you see tell that. me that someone who's got the money to do that doesn't turn around and go, "Oh, by the way, if I give you 1.5 million dollars for this copy that you have." Then that ultimate that means that we make bank. If I get this nine point eight A plus plus set fight, that's still my. And what's what's okay. to say that they haven't paid Walter off for this as well? <laughs> right. Well, before we before we start delving into um, conspiracy theory, um, yeah, this has been another interesting topic yeah. again um, some people might have very strong views on I this do. Crap. I think there is a lot of a lot of societal and political context to this story yes. as well as you brought up but yeah that was that um, shall we move on to our final last story so yeah. gang here is our final story so it wouldn't be a Kieran Newsweek without talking about Phil Spencer oh, we love <laughs> Phil Spencer here <laughs> Xbox head Phil Spencer has been doing the rounds this week, making his way onto several podcasts and interviews where he's been discussing all things Xbox and gaming. But it was an interview he conducted with Kinda Funny Games that caught the attention of several outlets and gamers. Appearing on the, the Kinda Funny uh, Gamecast, Phil expressed his interest in the topic of video game preservation, saying that the yes. games industry needs to come together behind video game mm -hmm. preservation. In particular, he mentioned how important it is that players are still able to go back and play older games, and that he doesn't want to lose the ability to do just that. Here's a quote from Phil himself. I, I really wish, as an industry, we'd Father. come together and help preserve the industry of what gaming is about, so we don't lose the ability to Try go back. Try telling that to Jim Ryan. 
As an industry, I would love it if we came together to help preserve the history of what our industry is about, so we don't lose access to some of the things that got us to where we are today. Very, very sentimental. I like it. Um, this then led onto a discussion about Xbox Game Pass, naturally, and how he believes that Xbox Game Pass is a powerful force in the fight for video game preservation. Specifically, yes, when yes. asked if Game Pass helps justify potential reboots, Spencer responded saying absolutely it does. He followed this by listing games like Fable and Prey, and how having older games on Game Pass really helps bring potential reboots into the mm -hmm. conversation, as they're able to look at the Game Pass data and see what games could be in with a shot of getting some love. Here's another quote from Big Phil. Seeing more people playing something like Prey or Dishonored or going back to Fable um, means that you can go back and talk about those games. For us, um, as we sit back as a creative organisation and watch what people are interested in, I've messed up that quote, but that's the gist. It gives us more data to think about what, to think about things that we might pick up and take forward with new ideas, and new teams might want to go do and go do that. Xbox already has some reboots in the pipeline with franchises like Fable and Perfect Dark Returning, which reflect Phil's sentiment towards keeping game history alive, but. Some places have also raised questions around whether Game Pass and Reboots themselves are actually allies in the fight for video game preservation. Which now leads us on to our discussion well, on this topic, Kelly and Pete. Karen, all I'm going to say is you may have messed up that quote, but you definitely did a hell of a lot more work than I do usually putting the news together, so <laughs> fair play to you. You had quotes, I don't even have those. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, just, I, just, I just linked the article and go, there you go, you can find them yourself. Um, <laughs> sometimes you read the quote, sometimes, sometimes I do, but you have done a hell of a lot more than I usually do. Like that document I gave you, I literally just bullet point everything and then I'm done. <laughs> so yeah, you've done so much more than me, so fair play to you. But well, there you go, Brent's looking forward to video game preservation talk. Yes, well, that's about. Yeah. Well, so, um, guys, there you go. Um, right. Xbox <laughs> preservation and Game Pass. Well, you, you can already see that I'm game gonna... preservation is a huge thing for them. I mean, just look at the fact that original Xbox and 360 games are getting the whole uh, smart delivery treatment with trying to bring them up into more recent generation talking points. Um, I think that's a really good thing for the preservation side of things as well. Uh, I can kind of understand why people are a bit hit and miss about Game Pass in terms of game preservation, but I think that's mainly because of the messaging, you know, you get these games as part of your subscription. But then people were asked, what if they go away? But then the, the messaging hasn't exactly been as clear that you get a discount once those games leave Game Pass if you've played them, which I think is good. It does help with that, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think I think he's definitely doing a hell of a lot more than Jim Ryan is doing about game preservation for sure, and Sony as a whole. That's for dang sure. Um, and I think they're doing a little bit more than Nintendo because Nintendo are re-releasing old games constantly for money which doesn't help especially, especially when they're taking down ROM sites um, but have been um, have been guilty in the past of reselling their own ROMs from ROM sites so it's quite bad with what Nintendo are doing with their state of preservation the Switch Online service the NES and the SNES does help with that, I'm not going to deny that um, so Outside of Steam, yeah, Xbox are doing it well. They're doing it very well, in fact. Um, I still think there's more that they can do. 
but this is definitely a good step in the right direction for them, especially after the absolute uh, S-show that was uh, the Xbox One. They are definitely doing more to try and curry favour with their uh, with their subscribers, for sure. And I'm not even going to say their, cu their customers anymore, their subscribers. I think um, since the whole backwards compatibility uh, blunder they made with the Xbox One, um, they have really been um, hammering down on backwards compatibility with the Xbox mm -hmm. since then. Which, backwards compatibility for me at this point is the one thing I see as true video game preservation. Just keeping those games alive in the sense that they are still able to be played by people. Um, but then that does feed into the conversation as do reboots count? I think I'm going to say reboots do count. It was something I was supposed to mention. Yeah. Reboots absolutely yeah. do count because it means that it gives you a new way to play a series that you wouldn't have played before. And if you like that game, you might go back and play previous. Uh, well, Kayla, I can see you're maybe wanting to come on this, <laughs> but uh, what's your general th what, what, what is your general thoughts on this one first? Just to get a little idea of what you think about um, this story itself. Oh, darn. Okay. <laughs> so I have, like, that many uh, points. Um, <laughs> but uh, first of all, I want to say that, again, based on all the millions of court documents I had to read, Phil Spencer is the real deal. He's not faking this is how he is. He really does believe game preservation is important. Um, as do I. As do all I of us on here, we, actually. I do think we um, all do, and we were going to have a, we, we have a discussion about it, about before. it but we never got around to getting people together for it. Right. I mean, we did kind of touch on it a few, a few episodes way back. Um, but, um, I think, as far as reboots counting, I... We know I'm a Halo fangirl. That's not a hidden thing. But one thing, and I, I'm I'm going back through uh, Master Chief Collection um, just because I want to. But um, uh, one thing that I absolutely adore that I think that they did that I would love to see more of is the fact that if you don't know, but when you play like Halo CE and Halo Two, you oh, can flip back yes, and forth between. The original and the remaster now remaster is not a reboot i get that but there's something that i just i, I love yeah. that i just love that because it's preserving the original graphics the original feelings the original yeah. sounds because if you flip back you get the original sounds as far yeah, you know i, uh, I you mean know, that were you have them on other that. other games as well look at the disney collection that they released on xbox which is like lion king and aladdin they had that option on there too <laughs> Um, they do right. have it on other games. Oh, it's definitely a thing that's done. I would just like to see it. Oh, done I, I more. agree. <laughs> like, I do think there should be more to be done about re-releasing old games that have the classic filter and stuff like that. Like, well, see, here's the thing, and here's another example: um, Doom uh, Eternal. It also shipped. Well, at least my copy. Uh, came with Doom 64, Doom That's 3. That was a special edition. Then, that was like, you had to pay more for that, and I don't. I, I don't right. That, which is fine, but I, but, I mean, the, the, the point of it being um, perhaps if we're going to do reboots in the future, they could offer to uh, ship it with originals as well. 
um, so that we don't lose that. And then it's always on, let's say the Xbox, because that's what I play. Yeah. <laughs> so you always got it right there. I agree, um, yeah. I think, I, I, I'm going to agree with you there. I think if, it, if you do a reboot, then the older games should be included as part of the package, even. Yeah, because actually, whoa, if you go way back, holy crap. It just dawned on me way back on the uh, Sega Game Gear Master System, whatever you guys call it. You, over you here. mean the Mega Drive? Um, yeah, that thing. Uh, they had Pitfall, and they had the original Atari yeah. Pitfall as well they as did. that one. See, I just, I think that's but the way to go. You get people. It's gonna say they. They did a re-release of Metal Gear Solid 3 uh, Snake Eater on the PS2, which was uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 yes. Subsistence. Also, it also included mm -hmm. um, Metal Gear 1 and 2 as part of the package. Right. I would like to see that happen more. Um, yeah. I, I, I just... Yeah. Bam, that's just it. I, I would like to see that yeah. more. And for me, because this story, um, mm -hmm. I'm picked up for Xbox. I could, cause, cause that's the thing. I think the greatest thing to happen to Xbox in the past few years has been Phil Spencer. Oh, massively. Because I think yeah, the, oh, the, the, yeah. the rhetoric when he took over was that he is a gamer and he knows what gamers wants. And I think yes. he has proved that time and time again. He, he keeps proving mm -hmm. it time and time again. Yeah. The, the fact of the matter was that Don Matrick completely ruined them, like to the point where they could have died. What? Well, uh, yeah. I was just saying, it's like you know, again, I think, but as I said. Before backwards compatibility has been a big thing for Xbox since the whole yeah. PlayStation dig at them at that E3 with the that is over. still one of the funniest videos. That is probably what spurred them on to be with them now. And again, Game Pass. Game Pass is an ally in that wholeheartedly, I believe. I don't mm -hmm. think there's much there to say a fault because again I said it helps them identify games that could be in with the reboot treatment um, right. and you know even on a simple note it, it just gives people a chance to go back and explore gaming's past yeah. Mm -hmm. um, with all the different, I mean, you've got original Xbox games on there. Yeah, like original Xbox. But that's what I mean. Right. Right? That's what I was but saying I with mean, smart delivery. Like they get, they're now like new games again. It's crazy. Yeah, but then, um, so I think Game Pass is great for the game preservation. I think one thing characterised that the best was when during that live event they had with um, Bethesda when they both yeah. teamed mm -hmm. up. Todd Howard explicitly mentioned the fact that he's very happy that he gets to see Morrowind on consoles yeah. again. Yes. And being yes. able to get played on Game Pass. And, and like, he talked about Game Pass and how, for him as a developer, it, 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 it's, it's an amazing thing for him to be able to put projects he's worked yeah. on in the past on there and see it live on. And not even just. And new people experience exactly, that for the first exactly. time. Exactly, and not even just that. They've also. They recently just added like Fallout One and Two to Game Pass for PC as well, say. which I know a lot of yeah. people probably would have never played. Yeah. And New Vegas is on there. Yeah, now. but I meant what One and Two specifically for PC because they weren't seen before. Mm. Yeah, but then, but then, but then, onto the wider concept of preservation. When I when yeah. I said I don't think reboots are that great preservation, it is because of what you say, Kelly, remasters. There's a distinct difference mm -hmm. between a reboot and a remaster. Yeah. Master Chief Collection, yeah. 
isn't, isn't so much a collection of remasters, because only a couple of them did get remastered. Yeah. Um, they yeah, are re yeah. essentially re-releases. But, yeah, yeah re-releases, but last year's collection has been optimised, it's been updated. Um, right. Obviously not, not graphically, by any means. Um, I think PC versions you've got next enhancements now. Yeah, PC versions have, yeah. Um, well, in fact, it's on PC as well. One of those first things yeah, games are, are on PC well, as well. The Halo 2 did come out right. on PC back yeah, in yeah, the day, I, no, but it was yeah, gamed live like years yeah, ago. And, Jesus. Yeah, yeah and, and, and the grand scheme of the package you're getting, Halo Combat Evolved and Halo 2 that were out on PC, but after that they stopped. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the thing with the remaster, right? But the remaster, all you're really doing is, again, updating an old game to make it look better, maybe play a bit better. In the same, in that sense, it is the exact same game, just when you quote paint. Yeah. But then reboots, <laughs> to me, all reboots are is are taking the franchise and the idea, Modernizing. and right, and revamping it, and they're they're making something yeah. new out of that same idea. And I don't know if that, oh, I, I don't think that's preserving the games. That's preserving right. the it's franchise. Exactly the way I see it, it's the same sense where Disney make the odd B tier movie of the property uh, because right. they have to keep uh, the copyright. Yeah, I'm very right. cynical. That's about the way. This. That's the way I see a reboot. Yeah. It's like perfect. Well, dark. I was going to say is you know with the Disney well, I mean, side, that's, it's, but that's it's the last very thing, right? For sure. That's not not to say that reboots are bad by any means, but because you know, we, we, like some some franchises are that good that we do need new entries in it. But in the same way, I don't think reboots <laughs> strictly we'll qualify mm. as. No, they don't not as preservation. preservation. They don't qualify <laughs> as preservation because they're new games, but you know. Again, it preserves the IP, but right, and it, it breathes new life into Raider. it. But it doesn't. It doesn't. I suppose though, it, 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 Phil mentioned the one word that is history, and I suppose that, in a sense, it's preserving the history because it's keeping an old franchise alive. I I, I think reboots reboots are a weird one. Mm. There's there's pros they and cons to them within this argument. Because Tomb Raider by Crystal Dynamics is not Tomb Raider as we know it. Mm, yeah, so. I I am not a fan of that rebooted franchise, and they didn't need to reboot it. There was no reason to, um, but they mm. did, and I guess it was to preserve the IP. I think they did need they what? needed to do something with it because the last few games the developers have completely lost interest in and they didn't even want to do it anymore. So yeah, they needed to do something to revive well, the franchise. Yeah, but they took it in such a different not, direction from its original. I never said original. anything about that. I just said that the old the the games that had come out before that were pretty piss poor. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah so so in but, that sense, um, Tomb Raider needed a reboot. I don't know. I just don't know. I'm well, not. When, I just don't when know. When IDOS basically folded, and the people, the original creators were there, they See, didn't. They, the you know, yeah. they needed to do something with it. The only way they could go is by giving it to a new company who was still under the umbrella. So technically, the only way they could go was a reboot. It's not the original I mean, creative there, vision there by a... the original creators. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna read. Yeah, some I was gonna go. Chat. I was said, gonna go through. Really you, you carry on. You oh, okay. On. Well, I was gonna say either either way. Um, I've, oh gosh, I've got I gotta scroll anyway, up. So, um, uh, okay, you go put, for it. That makes go no sense it. because I can guarantee a lot of people play Banjo Kazooie, but they have uh, have done absolutely nothing with it. 
to which Brent has retorted says the big question is how many hours do I need to play Banjo Kazooie to get a new one uh, Brent, Brent I think if you dedicate all of your time from this very second to Banjo Kazooie <laughs> I think we'll look and see look how many people are playing look, look how much game time this yeah, game's exactly. getting uh, he, it's just I'll you yeah, he also put, I, could, I think Game Pass can be good for preservation but it doesn't have it doesn't have to be putting every new Microsoft Studio game on the service forever is a start um, uh, Mike um, wanted to know about the stream was it jittery for y'all so, uh, oh that was you Kylie sorry that's me um, yeah yeah sorry um, if it says y'all yeah, that's uh, me didn't twig on that until I saw y'all okay so Nanopur, I feel like Nintendo <laughs> want to get rid of the GameCube era like it never happened to be honest. I disagree because why else would why else would Ooh. they have included a GameCube adapter with Smash Brothers and enabled GameCube controller support with a couple of their games uh, on the on the Switch eShop. Right. So no they're not. Um, I, I do agree they're trying to get rid of some of the games from the series in that in that, which is probably why we haven't seen a GameCube service. Anyway. Um, Brent has put, I want every Microsoft game available on Game Pass, uh, for example, All Forza, Blinks, etc. Yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree, and why, yeah. why hasn't Nana it Nana has been? also put, um, <laughs> I like the Wii, era, the Wii era, I can understand, because it hasn't been too too long by gaming standards, but they don't they don't really talk about games that much, I think it means Nintendo. Uh, I understand why, but I also oh, think that right. Trial by Fire should be a thing for shovelware games at all. Shovelware, yeah. Shovelware. Um, Brent uh, has put, I think yeah. some reboots count. Making the game easier and more accessible is helping preservation. Final Fantasy VII Remake does not count. It's too different. Oh. Is, that, is that a discussion for a different day, Pete? <laughs> uh, this, re this remake does not count. Is this good? Just because I mean, your is, face there. It is different. Yeah, because I I think I have to disagree. I I don't think Final Fantasy <laughs> VII Remake should have been called Remake. It should have been called Final Fantasy VII Reimagining. Right. I, yeah, I that's agree with the that. only thing I disagree with. Ten minutes like, of it, it. It's not a remake for sure. It absolutely is not. Um, no. Uh, Brent has uh, also yeah. put I am a sucker for pre-order the new games that also received the previous game or games I think some I think some I reboots well. count yes. making game uh, yeah we just said that uh, Tomb Raider Anniversary already existed so Tomb Raider had a reboot after a remaster yeah, yeah. sure uh, then Brent I just hate Crystal Dynamics yeah, so version generous, but I, I thought the first reboot what uh, game was fine I guess he's talking about Tomb Raider um, right. And you can get rid of uh, all of the old Tomb Raider games for like cents on the dollar. Um, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, you just can. Just have a look at this one. And said, yeah, that that's for another day though. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. I'm just not a fan of Crystal Dynamics. What they did with just, uh, Laura Croft. But anyway, look, look yes, what they did with the Avengers. Well, uh, <laughs> right, well thank you, chat. For input, yeah. we always love input, especially from our, from our listeners as well. But we'll tell you very soon. Yeah. To reach us. Um, but Pete Kelly, what's your what's your overall thoughts on the story? And then just to summarise your thoughts on this story, Xbox, Phil, and preservation. If I wasn't such a if pass. I wasn't such a Nintendo fan, I'd call I'd want to call Phil Spencer my dad. 
understand but I uh, probably still could because he likes yes. Nintendo so Father, Father Phil. Phil yeah I, I'm, I'm so much more on board with Microsoft and Xbox now and I know the company Microsoft yeah but the gaming division has been proving uh, more and more recently that they're so much more interested in game preservation putting out decent experiences and just generally being for the consumer more than for their own back pockets so fair play to uh, the Xbox team and especially Phil Spencer heading it up so can't argue with them they're doing a great job Jim Ryan take a note Gaelic um, yeah, I I have to share my my enjoyment of Phil Spencer, of Philip Spencer. <laughs> uh, he is the real deal. Um, I love his emails, but um, I really think that, especially in contrast to Jim Ryan, who I am not a fan of, uh, who has explicitly stated publicly that he is not a fan of old games and thinks that no one wants to play them anyway. Uh, Phil Spencer knows that uh, a gamer's a gamer forever and gamers love games like if all I had to play was an Atari or something yeah, I'd still I'd play, play it hell out of it because it's games yeah exactly my point I mean I will even play oh y'all probably don't have an equivalent you know like okay so when you're a kid and you had like this thing and it was full of water and you had to push the buttons yeah, and make the rings great. go up. I love those. Okay, you, you did have that. Yeah. Yeah. I would, they, I that, would play that. Uh, Kieran, <laughs> that might be a little bit after your time, I'm afraid. Oh, come it's on. It's vaguely familiar. You might, you might. Come on, that's got to be you universal. You might have, had, you might have had it. Thing. It's basically like there's a ball yeah. in like some water and you try and float, you press buttons to float <laughs> it to the top, basically, to get it in rings. I can't be an I think I've, I think I've, I think I've. <laughs> Hooray for, like yeah, hooray for bath toys. <laughs> oh, oh god. Not. But anyway, kind. but my point being that a gamer is a oh shut up. <laughs> gamer is a gamer, and they will play whatever. And like I really, I'm I'm a weirdo. We know this. This is not a new thing. Like one thing that I really wait, enjoy wait, doing is um. Yes. Stop everything. Oh my gosh. But no, one thing that I like really like to do is uh, I will go buy old cookbooks like from like like turn of the century 1800s to up to the 60s and I'll cook something from there because it's like a time machine. It's the same exact thing with old games. It's like a time machine for me. I get to go yeah. back and see something I didn't live through. Like what did it feel yeah. like? What did it, you know, that I think it's interesting thing. actually because a lot of people go like will go and play an old game and go, I can't get on board with it because it doesn't have modern sensibilities. It's like, well, you have to put yourself into the mind frame of what people were like at that That's time. That's what I'd love so do doing. I. That. I love it. That's why yeah. I can go back and play Super Mario World like, all the time because it's great. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you lived through that. I'm talking yeah, about but, even even yeah, before. Yeah, but there's games that time, I've played like, like um, Manic Miner and Jet Set Willy, which are flipping incredible right, platformers yeah. that came well before Mario and yet they're still intuitive yeah. like because I can put myself in the mind frame of Matt Smith who was back in those days like weird, weird guy like it was a 16 year old kid yes. playing platform like who wanted to create a platformer and then became an LSD head which is kind of awesome but <laughs> yeah 
yeah, it's wow. weird, but <laughs> yeah, I can, like, the long and short of it, I can go back and actually put myself in that mind frame of how things were, but too That's... many people can't do that, and I think more people should. I, I don't know, I, I think a lot of people do enjoy old games. Yeah, I do. So, that was Video Game Preservation, Xbox, and our beloved father fan of oh, Xbox. Yes. I mean, I've been with Xbox since the 360. I've not gone anywhere since, and I don't see myself going anywhere yeah. for a long time. Yep. Xbox, for me, has been the one company that, as Pete said, is focusing on the consumer, but also I feel mm-hmm. developer, again, reiterating my point about Todd Howard, saying how great it is yeah. for him right. to see his old work still live on. Um, yeah. So I think that's a great story. Yeah, it um, is. And uh, I'm totally on board with Phil Spencer's points about Game Pass and preservation. Again, not mm-hmm. too fast about reboots, but who knows, that might be a topic we discuss in the future. Yeah. But that was the last story we have today. Sweet. So, Ky- Kylie, do you want to close well, us out then? Because we've gone long. We've gone long. I will do that. Uh, oh, we? We're over an hour and like 50 minutes at the moment. Oh, okay. Well, we just went 20 minutes oh, over. Yeah. That's not too bad. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, first, oh gosh, (laughs) Um, we're going to wrap up the podcast portion, uh, but uh, we want to thank Kieran for his hard work this week. Thank you, Kieran. That was uh, awesome. Putting all Um, that together. Do you want to tell the people where they find you? Yes. um, If you want to come follow me anywhere, you've got to follow me on Twitter at TheMcGinn, which is T-H-E-E-M-C-G-I-N, where you can find... um, occasional political tweet um, my own blog which I have a link to in my bio and also um, some of the reviews or rapid reviews which I should have one come out this week I think um, so keep your eyes peeled for that yeah but we can find you too Riley oh, ladies first um, <laughs> I'm not a lady um, but anyway you can find me at Kylie Screet K-I-L-E-Y T-H-E-G-R-E-E-T Pete, where can I find you? That was as quick as brush over as possible. <laughs> it was. I'm uh, an expert. The kitchen was the flash is watching. Yeah. You you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Pete Beckett one which is B-E-C-K-E-T and the number one, but you can also find me on a movie related podcast called They Never Watches. Yes. I'll also go ahead and big up your Oh last yes, week's so episode. I appeared on um, <clears throat> on a podcast that I can't actually say the name of on here because it's very rude and sweary but it's it's called uh, What what the uh, F Do You Want Um, where I spoke about the toxic Smash Brothers community and that was a lot of fun so uh, please go and check that out it's on all the good podcast players except take off (laughs) yes Uh uh-huh there we go Uh, we want to thank chat for joining us uh also, we thank our listeners for listening to us. Um, you guys are amazing, uh, and we do hope you could join us. But if you can't, that's fine too. Um, we have had an uptick. And join us. Um, come look at join our beautiful us. faces. Yeah. Oh, so, um, so, yeah, yeah. I was just taking a minute, carry on. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, we're over on Rapper Review. Oh, Dad, gummit twitch.tv forward slash rapid reviews come join us every week we also have a Friday Friday. episode uh, as well our Friday 
episode. I really thought that was going to annoy people, and then I would not get to use it again, but it keeps getting used, That's so... because everybody in the internet Yay. now knows it as Friday. <laughs> but um, it's just a positive, fun, vibey, Netflix and chill combo <laughs> Okay, that probably isn't We better stop this before you cause more problems. So, come on. Um, but anyway, come check us out uh, and we'll check out our reviews on RapidReviews.com. Thanks, Pete. I didn't. Thank you. This Pete. is why she has um, a document because people. what I didn't show you on there was it used to have all the contact details because Rob Burgundy. Yeah, I was kind of shocked that the details weren't there. But <laughs> but anyway. Thank you so much. Also, and this is going to end. Also, mm-hmm. also um, yes, to our yes. listeners and viewers, wherever you're finding this, let us know what you think about Red yes. Dead Learning, um, auctioning games for millions of dollars and pounds. Um, what about <laughs> Steam Deck? Are you going to buy it? Are you going to try to get it? Do you care? Ooh, yeah. And what do you think about video game preservation in Xbox? Do you believe Game Pass is the a stalwart guardian of video game preservation. Uh, what do you think about reboots as well? Yeah. Are reboots yes. of video game preservation? Let us know on our Twitter or wherever you so happen to place your yeah, opinions you leave, and comments. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to us on SoundCloud, <laughs> you can leave a comment on there. You can do so on the YouTube version once we put that up. If, if you can track down our addresses, you could even send us formal Which letters. Which are at the end of the show. They're at the end of the show. <laughs> But yeah, let, just just let us know what you think. Um, We'd love to hear yeah, what you think about all the talks you discussed today. Kaylee? Uh, docs is all. But anyway, so that's going to do it for us, for the podcast portion. Um, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please check us out on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please follow us on social media at Rapid Reviews UK or the podcast-specific Twitter at rradiopod. Please follow us on Twitch at Rapid Reviews. The music is made by Johnny Atmer. Please check out Gametal on YouTube. And for everything else, please visit www.rapidreviewsuk for all the latest reviews.